you know, I got, it's a lovely little week for me. It's before my birthday, so I don't even have antics to go in with this week. No antics for you this week? No. Not in true Gemini fashion. We ain't got nothing good. That's next week. I mean, well, we're in Gemini season, so. Damn straight. Okay. But that's going to be next week. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, mm, I think I do have a little antics. Give me Welcome. Welcome to Good PR 101. <laughs> Welcome to If You Know You Know 202. Welcome <laughs> to That Statement Still Can't Save You. We Still Don't Fuck With You 305. Welcome to No Matter How Much Pink You Put On, I'm Still Not Fucking With You 306. <laughs> Welcome to It Worked For One Artist, It Does Not Work For You. Welcome to The Dragging Will Continue Again and, and again, again and again. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> welcome to a wonderful episode of Who Raised You Hoes. That's right. Um, I'm your host, Lonnie, but of, but of course, my Twitter Abby is still going to be Gemini season. Okay. And uh, I am Marlon, and this week, my handle is going to be We Stand the Pink Gorilla. And that's what it should be. That's right. And with that being said, um, we have two wonderful guests here with us today. Yes, indeed. And we do not introduce our guests. We give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves. So, what's good? It's Bugs. Got it in leader of the motherfucking pack. You know? <laughs> He's so extra. Hey, <laughs> um, and I am the queen of Pink Gorilla Entertainment. That's, That's right. Queen. <laughs> we got Bugs and Tia here with us this week. Yes. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining us. Take your time out of your busy Sunday. Yes. So. How you want to do this? Uh, we're going to kick it off with icebreakers because that's what we like to do. Get the juices form before we get into the good shit. So, Lonnie, kick us off with your icebreaker. I'm going to pass the butt to you. Mine first? Okay. First. So, um, my icebreaker for you all is if you had to choose one of your songs to stand as a representative of your sound, which would it be and why? Hmm. I got y'all thinking already. They both like they both <laughs> You know what? I, for me, for the for the body of work that's been presented for me, yeah. we would have to go with um real talk. Okay. That's what I was gonna say. Real talk. Nice. So with that yeah. being said, it's time for my icebreaker. Um we're going to do a lovely round of pick one as we're still educating ourselves with other artists to give the fans a gist of where your influences might come from. It's going to be a pick one. So basically I present two artists to you, you guys pick one. It, okay. And if you can't pick one, um, you can use your devices to not answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make this a little... Hmm. Should I start with hip hop or hip hop R and B? Which one? Which one want to go with? Okay. Mm. Let me give this a real good, but a real good thought here. What you got? <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Damn, this is a really good. One. Come on, how are you not gonna be ready for it? This is your question. I know it is, but I have to <laughs> mix this shit up. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna start off simple. I'm gonna say, okay, yeah, 
Jay Z or Nas? Jay Z. Okay. Same answer. Okay. Um, I would have to say Wu Tang or the Locks. The Locks. <laughs> I knew. I never thought you say the Locks. I knew the Locks. I'm just gonna say Jada Kiss because he got uh, the lock because Jada Kiss got a juice bar around the corner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Hmm. Nikki or Kim? Kim. Goddamn. You got the next icebreaker? Um, no, that was pretty much it for the icebreaker. Perfect. So we can go into our first rounds of questions. You yes. want to start it off? Okay, so um, during the Proudful Sound series, we are going to be doing each interview, and we're going to kick off with the same question so we can get everything flowing and kind of figure out where you guys are musically. And that first question is, what, what was the song that made you fall in love with music? We hit y'all hard. Every time we say a question, y'all like, damn. Damn. <laughs> Um, for me, it, it's, I didn't really, um, I fell in love with sounds first and then music, I guess. So, you know, I, my, my mother like sung around the house and even had like a group and stuff growing up. So, and my stepfather played the guitar. So, um, that was my first, those are my earliest memories of, music just hearing my mother humming and singing and um going to church and hearing like gospel and stuff like that so yeah that's where it started for me okay okay gotcha bugs how about you um for me um i mean i heard a lot of music you know because you hear music all the time but i think the first the first song that made me like R&B or hip hop or anything that made me really, really fall in love with like the first um, R&B song or hip hop song that I ever learned was um, I'm, My Name Is Not Susan from Whitney Houston. Oh, Whitney, yes. <laughs> but before that, even though I'm not like, um, I'm not a Christian or anything like that, mm-hmm. back going to church when I was young, I used to love to hear the choir sing. So, like, gospel music, it really, I think that was, like, the first, being in church and hearing the choir, that probably was the first time that I was, like, oh, like, hearing people sing, and, and I'm, like, oh, wow, this sounds like it, it's, a, it's a sound. Like, to this day, if I listen to gospel music, I still feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> I, I I like, um, I agree with y'all on that because it's, I find it like really interesting how like particularly we as black people, a lot of us have our backgrounds are in church and oftentimes those are like the first kind of experiences we have with like live instrumentation and all those <laughs> things. But as we progress and we get older and those of us that become artists like you all, like it branches off into different sounds and we kind of like get inspired in different ways. But that being before is really, really interesting. That's dope. I think that um, music is for it all boils down to how 
uh, it makes you feel or mm-hmm. you know we we listen to artists and we can compare artists all the time but an artist can be much better vocally than another artist but mm-hmm. uh, uh, the other artists may uh, invoke a feeling in you and make you feel something that's why people love like mary and stuff mary um you know a lot of people would say that she's not like technically the best singer but mary made you feel something everything she sung yeah she made you feel it and that and that's what it's about yeah that's very true you know what with that said before we get into your question Lonnie, Mm -hmm. i want to ask you all um kind of piggybacking off of that notion how important is it for you and your artistry as artists to be relatable to your audience Mm. (laughs) for me Mm -hmm. it's something that I struggle with a lot Mm. Um, because my you know I'm from a whole different era like I'm not no I'm not a kitten anymore Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so a lot of the my following and, and and a lot of the fans, like my following and my fans are totally different, if that okay. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. So I struggle with, because I don't want to make um, Say it. the Migos, the baby, this type of watered down type of hip hop. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not me. I'm more. I'm. 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 I like. I'm. I'm. I'm from the '90s era. So it's like the music that I want to make. It. It's like I. I, I struggle with making it because I have to relate to the people to my following and, and give them what they want. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. Um, that's why I'm. I'm kind of like mm-hmm. stepping away from all that because. Mm-hmm. I don't right. feel like that. I feel like it's different. I, yeah, I feel like, and, and I was gonna, I'm gonna say that, like being um a, a singer, like I just want to like write what I feel, and I think that people will connect to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I could. Say. I try not to really think about um like really, really other people in the process of me creating. Mm. It's about what I feel in the moment and what the music is about. And people um, will relate to it. I think the the best artists um, are timeless. The artists that you can listen to their music and it fits, you know, you you still feel it or you, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> one thing I noticed um, while, you know, we took time to research catalogs. So what I did notice with Tia, a lot of your material, it feels like I'm writing in my diary about yeah. these niggas. Like, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> The one song for me that stuck out, was, um, I want to say, is Lovers and Friends and Scar on My Heart. Yeah. Now, can you please give us what inspired Scar on My Heart? Um, That was really all bugs. Like, he brought the song to me. Um, And it was like, you know, in in our beginning days and um, just, I think, getting in the studio and and filling it out and and see how we vibe and work together. It's funny because I reposted the song today. Um, 
Yeah, because it's I, I really love um like the song and it, you know, and I when we perform together, we have like so much chemistry and all that. So I like this lady is a bad boy. <laughs> She is, when I say she is really carrying right now because she always be like, <laughs> like that's not my song, that's your song. Um, <laughs> like, so. Yeah, because it, it, it really um, wasn't really, I don't feel my song. I just feel like it was like, you know, or something. Because she don't even, feel like it wasn't her song. Even when Lies, like, when, Lies, when Lies came out, they was like, this was my first official single. So there was a reason for saying that. I said that because the way you were saying, um, I love Strong My Heart, heart wasn't your song. Way. So I was like, okay, it's my song, but it's, it's released under her. But yeah. I guess. But, but no, nah, it yeah. actually was a song that I had already wrote. Okay. And, um, I just wrote it. I don't know what for. And then one day we were together at the house and I was like, um, sing this. And I played the beat and she started singing it. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then the other part, she had freestyle. Um, And then I was just like, because I was already out there and she had, we had just linked. So I was like, okay, put this out for her, you know, so she can have something on her own because she just was with the song with me and her song and she would just be performing that with us and we were just like, okay, she needs something to perform on her own. Mm-hmm. So we just threw that out there. But, you know, it did what it did. People really liked it and appreciated it. So, yeah. yeah. It had to be a song that I think we'll always perform. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Bugs, I got a question for you um, regarding um, the Pingarilla Project yes. that I really, really enjoyed. I want yes. to shout out to you for that. It's a really amazing album. Um, but something that I noticed and I wanted to ask you about. So the intro to the Pingarilla Project reminded me so much of penitentiary philosophy from Erica, Erica Badu's Mama's Gun. So tell us a bit about the inspiration to open up the project with this particular intro. Um, so the Pinkerilla first, the Pinkerilla Project um, is not my album. I have not released an album. Mm. I've only released a mixtape, I mean an EP and a project. Nice. nice. Okay. okay. Um then that's with the pink gorilla. Cause that was me trying like that was my first I was already out here and I was doing freestyles and then I put out late night. So this was my first full body of work. And as an artist, I really didn't know who I was. I didn't know the music that I really wanted to make. I didn't know what other people wanted to hear from me. Um, I didn't know any of that. So it was just me just making the music that I felt like I wanted to make and I always wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many on other songs is like personal. Gotcha. So I speak about a whole bunch of different stuff in this. And so to me, when I came up with the intro, it was just, because I said the Pink Gorilla Project, so the Pink Gorilla Effect, and I felt like it was a project, and to me, it was like that was the core of everything that you hear in that, the words and all of that, to me, embodied what the project was about for me, mm-hmm. because it was like a little boy experiencing all of that, and now I'm a grown man, I'm able to do what I never really, really thought I could do, and 
all of that shit that you're hearing in the intro that was said to me is probably the reason why I'm able to do everything that I do now because it it was doubt that created the first bit of doubt in me, the stuff that I heard as a youngin. So I wanted to like just put that out there and you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. All right. Um, so you wanna take this question? You wanna take it? I do it. Okay. Um, this question is for Tia. Um, you're a queen of many crowns. With your hands in acting, film production, photography, and music, how do you balance all of them and give your best at each project? Um, you know, lately, I, it's really um, the focus is really on the music. I think I'm just a, a creative. Um, I'm an artist to like the core. It's like you know my main you know function, so it could be a little distracting trying to do um, too many things at one time. So mm-hmm. right now um, the music is the mission, you know, and, you know, doing other things, working, like, you know, within the community and, you know, doing things like that. That's really um, the focus. I, I plan to move to a place where it's more about production and, you know, all that type of stuff. But no, right now I just gotta, you know, be the queen and and and, and build and help build the kingdom, you know. Yes. First of all, can we please take a quick moment to shout you out for being in that episode of Pose for the wedding? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I was um on Pose like the second and third episodes. All of us were actually um yeah yeah see um season two and season three. Um, you know, both Shad and I, it was a great experience. A lot of people um, within Ballroom and beyond got to, you know, be a part of polls here that live here in New York City and people came from other cities and all of that. So it was a great experience. Proju- production is um, very tough. It's long hours. And- <laughs> so... But those moments will always be uh, memorialized, even if it's for 1.3 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the right. fact that, and I was saying that the other day, I was like, the fact that, bitch, pose, because that's going to always be there for people to see. Mm-hmm. And it's certain, you know, and so the fact that we were able to be a part of it, mm-hmm. that's that's history, and that's, that's dope. Quick sidebar to that question. So, are you all are you all both involved in ballroom? Do you have history in ballroom, Tia? Um, you know what, my history in ballroom really isn't um extensive, as <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, I didn't. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. You know, so it's it was it's like um, you know, larger ballroom scenes. But I kind of you know had a hand in you know the ballroom scene there and getting started and. Um, a lot of people that, you know, come from the Midwest who are doing other things, you know, kind of came my way and all of that. But I am involved in ballroom now. I'm in the house of Arichi. Um, yeah, so. And Bugs, how long have you been affiliated with ballroom? Um, what's this, 2021? <laughs> <laughs> it's 2020. right. 21 years. 21? That's what's up. Yeah. I probably what's this June? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I walked my first ball in June in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what's up. Because I came home in May of two thousand. 
Yeah, I walked my first ball in June of 2021 years ago. There Okay. That's what's up. So, um, it's, Bugs- time, it's time to get a little bit creative into your heads. Mm-hmm. Um, Bugs, we had a little conversation about the backstory. So, when you actually release the backstory, I want to get into that a little bit. Tell us about what inspired A Letter to Bugs. Um, A Letter to Bugs, I wrote that in jail. Um, one of my, um, it was a dude that was locked up with me. He was a battle rapper. Mm-hmm. And um, this was, I think this was like probably like around one of the last times. I don't think it was, it might have been the last time that I was locked up back home in Virginia. You know, I can't remember exactly what year, but I know I had to be like 29, 30. Okay. Because it was my last time getting locked up and it was around that time. But um, he was a battle rapper and me and him used to rap all the time. And he used to, he was like, um, why you don't never say nothing about you being gay? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he was like, no, for real. He was like, you dope as fuck. And he was like, but I think you should rap about being gay. Like, just rap about it. Tell people what it's like. And so that day I went in, a, when they locked us down, I went in there and I wrote it. And then I came out the next day and I spit it for the block. And everybody was like, yo, that's dope and this and this and that. And it was just something that I always kept to myself. And then when I started like making a name for myself, it was like I decided to perform it live. Mm-hmm. And then after getting the reactions that I was getting from performing it live, I was like, okay, shot, I should go ahead and just release it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But it's very personal. It's probably the most personal thing I ever wrote. Yeah. Yeah. And I said I I was shocked like that because I, I I'm thinking about um oh my gosh what's the name of the song hold on let me pull it which one are you talking about Kane Win on uh, the Pink Gorilla Project was I felt like that was a really it's one of my favorite tracks on that project really yes. it's actually my favorite and I feel you know I want to re-record that song and um put it I really really like that song and. I don't think it got the attention that it could have got, that it should have got. I don't think a lot of the songs on the Pink Gorilla Effect got the attention and the shine that they should have got. But I didn't, I think that also came with the fact that it was so many songs. Mm-hmm. And then what you're going to do with such a big song, it kind of, I released uh, like three singles from also um, that project before the project even came out. So it was like, I think more people paid attention to that, to those music mm-hmm. and not as much. Because, you know, people don't really listen to a project with 11 songs like talking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot of this stuff that was up there was really, really dope. But I don't think it really got a, a chance to get the life that it should have got. Miss Tia. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so one thing I noticed um was I feel like your singles are currently telling a story because I went from him tied a line in my face to asking him, does he want to just be my friend and my love at the same time? Is this leading up? Tell us the process behind the storyline. I feel like it's weaving together for something. Um, yeah, I mean <clears throat> 
every girl has her memoirs, right? I know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. But I mean, just um, the the style of music, um, you know, just like bluesy um, soul type of music is um, really like my core sound. You know, we do other things, um, but it's just been there and just, uh, I guess, letting people see the the core of um, the, the type of artist that I am. Um, I'm definitely going to be doing other things, but um, I just, you know, I like music that I could see myself, you know, performing to. Or <laughs> <laughs> the stage still comfortable. Listen, <laughs> so right? Yeah, so. So, see, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your influences and sound because out of the three tracks that I listened to from you outside of um, uh, the song that you have with um, Bugs, it's you have a very, like, all of your songs got this like slow melodic like R&B feel to it. So, what are some who are some of your influences as far as like your artistry and your sound? Um, you know, I I'm I'm always say like um Tony Braxton, Anita Baker and mm-hmm. people like that just because um I could, you know, naturally sing in that voice or in that tone. Mm-hmm. Um, just acknowledging that I'm trans, you know, and had to, um, you know, transition from one point to the next, it can be complicated, um, you know, having a voice and have your music to be read a certain way. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a woman um, and, and I want to um, do music um, that for that women do or, you know, and I, I wanted to you know, come come across, you know, a certain type of way. So that's um just my voice is is, is comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Um because it, it it's still kind of a, a, a lower register, but um, you know, it's still, you know, a, a woman's thinking about, you know, her pain or <laughs> you feel it. You know, or you know, you know, so that's what it is, but no, it, that's the reality of what it is, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. so, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people um, talk about like 90s music and, you know, stuff like that. Now, I, a lot of the music is bragging and, you know, everybody's getting a bag and, you know, getting getting flown out and all of that. You know what I'm saying? I, so, you know, bitch is acting like they ain't getting their heart broke no more. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> their version of getting their heart broke is getting cut off via cash app. <laughs> I can't. Listen, so, Bugs, you wear multiple hats. Can you please tell us a little bit about Paint Gorilla and what the movement is about? Pink Gorilla Entertainment is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Basically. Like it's it's the culture. Mm-hmm. Like if it, it's like I said, I'm not a kid, and I'm I turned forty years old this year. I turned forty years old this year, and music is something that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know and. And because of life and, 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 and just 
life itself and then a lot of the situations that I've been in in life prevented me from actually going the direction and doing the things that I really, really wanted to do. Um, I always felt like if I had people around me who would motivate me and would inspire me and would uplift me and would encourage me and show me how to do things and, and, and what not to do and what to do, I always felt like that I could have at an early age been very great in, 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 in doing this. Um, so when it was time for, when I got the opportunity to do music, it was like, I took it, I took it and I ran with it because it was an opportunity. Um, but it, it never, this whole bug started me coming into this game. It never was about me being an artist. I always had to plan it. Like I always knew that this, that this Rico, Chad, Geo, Trinity, Brenda, all of this mm-hmm. was my bigger plan. Like I used to be, when I was locked up, I used to be in there accepting awards at the BET Awards and Grammys. I had record labels written down what I wanted to do. Like, I was doing everything that I wanted to do while I was locked up in my head and in my cells, like, doing living the life that I wanted to live. So it was like, I knew that this is what I was going to do. So Pink Gorilla was just a way for me to just, you know, be there for the community the way I wish somebody could have been there for me. Like, um, it's so much bigger than me. It's so much bigger than all of us. It's about the people that's coming next, you know? Mm -hmm. I want Pink Gorilla Entertainment to be here 20, 30 years from now, and the youth is like, that's the label I want to be with. I want to be like Bugs. I want to be like Tia. I want to be like Chad. I want to be like Big C. I want to be like all of that's what it's about for all of us. Like to me, I feel so everything that I do is about leaving a, a, a legacy and, and showing the, the, and being an example for the youth to let them see that you can do it. Cause I didn't have that. I couldn't, I, my influences are Jadakiss, Jay-Z, DMX, Lil' Kim. Mm-hmm. I should be able to, as, as a child, you're supposed to be able to look up and see people who are just like you. Right. So that's what Pink Gorilla uh, Entertainment is about. It's about creating a culture. Like our slogan, our, our motto is inspire, motivate, inspire, mm-hmm. and create. So it's all about, about motivating people and inspiring them to create the shit that you want to create because we all deserve to be heard and seen out here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so Tia, being the queen of the gorilla experience, come on now, um, and being a budding artist yourself, what do you find are some difficulties that you encounter, like getting your footing and starting out? Like you got three really tight singles out right now. You have a really great sound. What are some of the difficulties that you faced on this musical journey? Hmm. You know what? It's, it's really been um for me, and I don't know. 
it's really about like really for me enjoying it and I'm like having fun with it. I don't um stress too much. They stress. I don't <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't want to waste the opportunity. Like I've wanted to I've been musical and wanted to do music um you know all of my life and now that I have the opportunity to do it. Um, yes, I'm, you know, taking it seriously, but I don't like to bother myself with like too much of the business stuff when it comes to me, um, mm-hmm. uh, being the artist when it's time for me to do, I just want to like be the artist and have fun and go in the studio and record and, you know, you know, do all of that, um, you know, I'm really um, getting in, into, you know, how important it is to promote and do all of that stuff because um, all of that stuff is work and, and putting yourself out there. It's it's very vulnerable to, you know, put yourself out there, you know, constantly and be consistent with it, um, you know, but then it's rewarding when you have the people who you know, tell you that they listen to your music and they love the songs and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So that's what it's about to me now I, when I'm working in other capacities and I need to worry about business, then I'll do that. But when it comes to being an artist, I just want to do that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So... Um, so we're gonna get into some more heavy hitting topics. More um, weight. <laughs> a little bit more weight to it. So I wanna ask, and this question is for both of you all to answer. So um do you believe that there's an obligation to fight for and be a representative of the community with your platform as an artist? Why or why not? Chew on it, chew on it. It, I I think that it's absolutely necessary. I think that it's imperative. Um, When you get to a certain point, I think that it becomes our responsibility Mm -hmm. um, to give back. You know, so people are watching and and, and looking and want to do all types of things, not just us as artists. And I always say this when I do interviews, but like to people who, you know, want to do media too. There are people who aspire to do media um, too, so it all needs to be seen. We it's like a big puzzle. We all have to um, pay our part, and especially when we get to a certain point, like we you, you ran around, you played, you the you know you did everything. You know, not saying you did everything you wanted to do in life, but right. you've done a lot, and, and a lot of us have a lot of experience that will save um, you know the next generation some 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 pain or heartache or whatever or. Just, you know, give them some shit to skip over that we had to go through, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I don't personally think that, well, for me mm-hmm. and Pink Gorilla Entertainment, um, it's important that we use our platform mm-hmm. for something other than music and getting life. Um. You need to stand for something and make it known. Whatever it is, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> you need to be standing for something and advocating for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that 
no artist is obligated to have to use their platform for anything mm-hmm. other than what they want to use it for. I think the, those that do are, are special because everybody's not going to do it. And that's why, you know what I'm saying? So I think the people that do do it is it, special. And, and I, I appreciate artists and creators that use their platform to bring awareness to anything other than what they are doing. Because mm-hmm. it's important. It's very, I feel like it's very important. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you that. Just let ask y'all um, to kind of piggyback off of that thought. Why do you think audiences get so wrapped up, particularly um, LGBTQ audiences, get really, really engaged and kind of riled up about artists that don't kind of stand up for the community? Like those artists, artists that we've seen that kind of come out as being part of the community and then they kind of just drop it? Um, in our community, we have this thing where... We 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 feel the need to be accepted for one yes. by straight the same way the blacks feel like they need to be accepted by whites. Um, and uh, 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 so often in our community, we already are conditioned to feel like we ain't shit, and don't nobody got to give a fuck about us. So it's not. I don't, it's not hard for, I can see how a person can be like, oh, my favorite artist says fuck gay people, but they gay and they still rep that artist because they family don't give a fuck. Most of our family don't give a fuck about us, but we still call them family and still talk to them and still say, I love you when you see them. And you know that they don't give no fucks about you. They just tolerating you. So it's kind of like that's. I feel like that's why it's so easy for so many of us to still be like, oh, we love you, Nikki, or we love you. Um, what's that man name who just said yesterday that um, Todd recalled? <laughs> he just said slavery words. Like, what the fuck do you mean slavery words? Yeah, like, this shut your stupid ass up. Like, that sounds crazy. <laughs> And then you have these gay artists who defended who gay people, gay black people who are who would defend that right. because they like him. And it, I, it, it makes me sad. I people be like, really? And I stop fucking with people. Like, one thing about social media with me, you are what you post and what you comment and say. You can't, it's nowhere in hell you can be on social media and be like, Fuck, fuck black trans women. I don't give a fuck if they die or not. And think that you can call my phone and be like, yo, what's up, Bugs? Um, can we go hang out? The fuck do you mean my best friend is trans, bitch? And if you say in this whole social media, then that means you're talking about my best friend. So, bitch, mm-hmm. people don't think like that. They just be like, oh, they not talking about me or oh, they didn't say me. And it's like, no, if they think like that about one person, because right. of who they are, they think that way about us all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they it's self it's not understanding your self worth and 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 just that's what I think it is. That's why people don't don't care. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank, Thank you. you. Come on. So, two more questions, and then I promise we're done. Um, 
how important is it um, to you to be unapologetic with your identity in music? That's important. I, that's important to me, and I, one day I hope it'd be important about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know what? Um, I'll just say this. Um, visibility um, is not always um, what it's cracked up to be as far as like safety and stuff, especially for trans women mm-hmm. um, to to you have a lot of creeps and different people who can just um, pull that, put the hashtag trans in and stuff like that. And, you know, um, so I, before being an artist, I just recently uh, been saying that she it's really, stop. it's really um, forced me to face myself like in a different way. Like before I wasn't really, um, you know, saying, hey, I'm trans and all that, or feeling like I had to announce myself if you knew or something. It, it, I didn't feel that it was important to always announce it um, unless it was um, somebody that I'm seeing or dating or, you know, something like that. Just in everyday life and, and functions, I don't feel that people need to know that I'm trans or not. Um, but it is very important to, you know, be visible so people can recognize you and, um, you know, connect to that. And we have a lot of different types of, you know, trans people and, and, and um, Tia Carter and other people need to be seen because everybody, the a trans person might not connect to, um, you know, the next trans person or even the girls that they see on polls or whatever, they can be like, okay, well, I connect to her. This is my type of trans. You know, we don't have to be one certain way. So mm-hmm. it's, it's important that there are multiple um, representations presented, you know, to the world. So, yeah, it's, it's important, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. And we have one last question, and please. Take your time. <laughs> Do you believe that there's a glass ceiling with artists in the community and why? A glass ceiling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Explain that. So basically, when you have artists that will identify within the community, like for some odd reason, it stays within the community for some odd reason. Like we're told that almost this is the plateau that you can reach and that's it. Right. Okay. Like we have yet to see besides even when you bring up somebody like Little Nas X, he had to it's wait to build his sexuality. You can't like he didn't start out that way. But that's right. what I'm saying. If he did, if he would have revealed that at first, he would have never saw the success he saw. So that's what I mean. Um <clears throat> yes and no. Okay. I feel like it depends on how you look at it. Mm, there you go. Um, if you feel like you being I'm not impressed. I don't give a fuck about um none, none of these straight people or none of this straight shit. Like I honestly I've come to the realization that it's 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 it, 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 it. as much as I wish my sexuality didn't play a part in who I am and what I do. I can't 
I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it does. The same way I have to be honest that me being Black plays a part in why I can't go and be in certain rooms. The same reason me being gay plays that same part. So I've come to the realization that if I continue feeling like if I don't get on BET Awards or if I don't never get on the Oprah Winfrey show that I didn't make it or that I'm not successful, then it could be I could be up for a um a lifetime of of, of disappointment because just off of my sexuality and my color. So I don't, I try not to look at my career that way. I try to look at my career as, as my career. Right. And I, 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 I try to appreciate podcasts like this versus podcasts like, um, state of the culture because y'all do it for us and they do it for, for them. Right. And so I feel like we right now, all of us are the culture creators of our community. We are the people who are creating the platforms and the artists and the voices and the visuals that the youth are going to see and be saying, and we're inspiring all of them. So I feel like if we keep going, the glass will keep going higher and higher and higher. So if right now, if I'm looking at it like, yeah, of course the glass is, you know, because they don't give a fuck about us. And as long as we keep looking to them and say, come and get us, come and get us, we every time we go to go up, the glass is going to be there and it's going to be preventing us from getting there. So mm-hmm. if we all say, you know what? We got to break this glass together. And the only way we're going to be able to break the glass is if we all support each other and keep it going and being consistent. So yes. that's my answer for that. Yes. Um, answer. I'm going to say, um, is there a glass ceiling? Yes. Or we shooting AK forty seven and them all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, 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 and that's the thing. And you know what? We already in in, in very small ways are breaking barriers because I noticed that even with with my music and songs, it's a lot of you know even like family members and you know females like people who don't identify as LGBT. Um, you know, and, and we've done things, you know, outside the community. And I think the talent will get to a, a point and the bar will be raised so high that people won't have any other choice but to notice and respect. Um, that's what it is. I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I keep my um, TV on Bebo Music Channel. But I noticed. <laughs> I've been seeing for the last couple of days the trend. It's a trans rapper. They got a song on, and they've been playing the video on Vivo. And it's now I, I see a lot of lesbian representation. Now there's a lot of lesbian music and the girls singing about loving each other and stuff like that. But this was my first time. I even took a little video when we get off. And I'm gonna show you who I'm talking about. You probably, <laughs> but to to see that I was like. Yo, because I've been telling Bugs, like, I've been watching Vivo and I want to, I'm like, I want to see my video up there. Like, you know, so to, 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 on there. 
to see the <laughs> to see the trans rapper on there like that that really gave me like a bit more of hope like yeah they see mm-hmm. you know but yeah <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> so so when we get in that pink gorilla award show Listen. you know the pink gorilla charts all those you things. know make it all in-house out this month <laughs> yeah. i have when I say I'm for my community and I'm for the culture, I really am. You have a lot of people out here who say that, but they're only really for themselves and for their friends. That part. I am really, I'm, I am the culture. I am our culture. And I have so much that I want to do and so much that I have plans. And I, I'm one of the people, like, if I say I'm going to do something, if I say I'm going to make something happen, I'm gonna make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a lot coming. Like I have a lot. Like I'm. The more and more we're growing, the more and more I'm able to rub elbows and shake hands with different people. Um, you know, like I remember a time where I used to be like, and I said this. I told this to on uh, one of my um uh, uh, to Sean Sean um from Flay TV. I was like yeah. um. Shout out to Sean. Yeah, shout out Sean. That's my bro. He he really he's probably the only person in my community that have ever even, you know, took the time to explain stuff to me and, and give me insight and, and, and just, you know, so I appreciate him. But I told him I was like, I wanted a piece. I wanted a, a seat at the table so bad up here in New York City and nobody, people paid me and paid me. I don't know if they felt like I didn't belong or I wasn't good enough or whatever it was. And it's so, but I worked my ass off and I didn't give a fuck and I wasn't kissing no ass. I wasn't begging nobody for nothing. I wasn't going to do any of that. And now, look, a couple years later, I'm creating a whole fucking house for other people to bring tables in and then other people to bring chairs in that sit at them tables. So I don't give a fuck about these people. And nobody else out there, y'all shouldn't. People are going to always doubt you. People are what always going to... You're going to always feel like people are against you or people don't want you to win. Or But as long as you feel that way, you get to fuck it. You just continue to do what you want to do. And don't never allow these people to make you feel like you got to censor yourself or you got to, or you need them. Because I feel like that's one of the biggest things in our community. People want to feel like you need them. Mm-hmm. And if you're not begging them to be put on something or begging them to be a part of something, they don't, they won't hit you up to be a part of anything because even if they know that you should be. Right. because of everything that you're doing. That's just like, like I'm going to keep it 100. That's just like Moby Fest. They just had a Moby Fest. How the fuck do you have, how do you have a Moby Fest right now, 2021, and not have me up there? Like, as far as New York City, like, how do you not? And I know why, because I don't, you know, I never needed you. I inspired them to create a showcase because uh, before Royal Ten Bars came, it was crickets up here. Mm-hmm. It was crickets. No, everybody was for themselves. We started cr- creating a community. We started 
doing shit and including everybody. I was having videos and inviting other rappers to come and be a part of my video and be a part of this and be a part of that. These motherfuckers won't doing that. They all for themselves and that's all that they care about. So it's like, fuck them. That's why they stuck. That's why most of these people been doing shit for 10 years and they still right here. And then you got people who come in two, been in the game for two years and they right here being mentioned together. Right. Charting and shit. Charting and shit. <laughs> I hit I hit these people up like, oh, you a PR. You got you get motherfuckers in, in Billboard Pride who ain't even got good music, who ain't even got a song out. I hit you up to be a PR for me to pay you to be a PR and you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it because we really don't need we're not coming to you saying, Can you do this for me? I'm coming and hiring you to do something. But they don't want to do Jay-Z said something in his song. He said, motherfuckers would rather work for the man than to work for me, just so they can pretend that they're on the same level as me. And that's how these motherfuckers out here thinking. And that's why we shitting on them. My artist, we don't show we got we done charted it five times. Yes. Okay. Five. Five. We just and, and I just signed, we just got Trinity Cable name. That's our newest artist. Like we we doing shit that man, ain't nobody think about these people. Catch up. They gotta play catch up. <laughs> okay. So think your brain a little bit further. I got a got a bonus one for you. What do you think about Pride booking straight hetero at our artists? I got into it with um Brooklyn Pride and New York City Pride last week. <laughs> that shit crazy. Not only is it crazy that they book straight people, it's also crazy that they overlook urban people. And mm. when I say, notice I didn't say black. Right. Urban. Right. urban. They don't have no problem with booking black artists who are whitewashed or black artists who are already had on TV. They don't have no problem with that because it's all about money. I just found out that New York City Pride don't even have a black person um, on the board. It's all white and Spanish people. Like, just like that. That shit is crazy as hell. That is crazy. That's crazy. It's it's crazy how they treat the way they treat the black creators. It's it's crazy. They will get and like right now, I tell all of them, I tell like if you're an artist and you out there and these people are hitting you up to perform for Pride, do not do it for free. Don't. Do not do it for free. Unless you just feel like you just want to do it. But they can pay you because if they're willing to pay whoever $15,000 to come and perform for you when they don't need it, when they should be doing it for free. Mm -hmm. The artists, these straight artists should be coming and performing for free. And they should be taking their money and giving it to the artists that are in the community to mm-hmm. come that need the help. Like, the shit is so crazy and backwards. And that's why I say we need to create our own shit because these people exist. They don't give no fucks. They don't. See, I'm going to ask you the same question. How do you feel about them booking straight artists? And I'm also going to add another one into yours. How do you feel about... It's like it's already bad enough that like he just said it's hard to get urban acts 
but for some odd reason, they pride and I, how do I word this properly? Pride loves to kind of handle on the drag scene, but when it comes to actual actually getting artists artists in the community, let alone artists that might identify as trans, it's slim to none. Exactly, like. Can you explain a little bit of the struggle? But, I mean, it's really not an excuse now. Maybe um, in years past when they really um, couldn't find, but they could even find them because the artists have been around. But especially now, like the 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 LGBT entertainment scene is like really blowing up. It's artists everywhere, like people, and and, and then the people who are within the community. Um, who booking the acts who are connected or whatever, or even if the people are not connected, they still can go online and and, and find um, an artist within the community. So, you know, but we have to just make our voices bigger about the situation. If pride is about us, we are the ones who have to say no. That's we want good. to book Bugs Gutter or Tia Carter or Rico Castle, you know, whatever the case may be. So we have to be the ones to make noise about it. Um, people are going to keep on doing stuff for us if we allow it. Mm. That's true. That's very, very, That's very true. true. <laughs> I want to be on the board, and I'm going uh, to somehow. I'm going to figure. I'm going to get up there one day. <laughs> I don't know how, <laughs> but I want to be on the board because we need representation. Like that's crazy, and then. Leadership nowadays, it's time for leadership to change. Like, it's time for new leaders to be in, put in positions that have new thinking and, 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 and new ways of life. These, mm-hmm. Like these, these old people, and I'm 40, but I that sick, I ain't, these people <laughs> be thinking old. You know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, and it, yeah. this shit be crazy. Like, it, it's, it's time for a change all the way around the board and everywhere. And I see shit shifting, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, you guys have been awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes, thank you thank again you. for joining us. Now, before we go, um, here at Who Raised You Hoes, we always end on a mental health tip, but during the Proudful Sounds um, segments events. and events, we are asking our artists to give a tip to other LGBT artists in the community. If you could give them one tip, each of you, what would you give to them? Um, my one thing is um, work on your craft. Like, really work on your art and, and, and know yourself and your art and what works for you and, you know, it, you know, it needs to be something, you know, all the time. Like Rico sent me a, a, a song the other day. I really didn't have a chance to get to it, you know, but when I got to it today, I was able to sit down and record and send it back to him. And I text him after that. And I was like, yo, send me something else. Um, because it was, it, 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 it keeps me motivated. It keeps my wheels turning. Um, so just, Work on your art, you know. I'll let bugs give you the deep stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I would say big up yourself. Um worry about yourself mm-hmm. and all 
always celebrate every accomplishment. Yes. Because a lot of times people tend to not even tell people about their accomplishments because they feel like people might feel like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And and that's not true. Anything, I don't care what chart you on. I don't care what blog you posted on. I don't care how many streams you got. Every motherfucking milestone and everything should be celebrated. And you should never feel like, never allow a person to make you feel like what you're doing isn't enough or isn't good enough. Because it always, no matter who it is and what it is, you, it's all a journey. So it's always good enough for the moment. You just got to you know, level it up. So, yeah, those would be, that's what I got. Well, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to be here with us. <laughs> so, tell the people where they can find you on all the socials. Um, find me, Bugs, that's B-U-G-Z-G-U-T-T-A everywhere. Just type in Bugs, gotta, and all platforms, all streaming, um, and Pink Gorilla Entertainment. Pink is spelled with a Y, P Y N K. Gorilla Entertainment. That's everywhere. Also, yeah. Um, Tia Carter. Um, Facebook. Just Tia Carter. Um, she is Tia Carter. C A R T A. Um, yes. Across the board, everywhere. You know, streaming. If wherever you're streaming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Pink Gorilla Entertainment. You know, and um. Watch out for Chad and, and Rico Casanova. Yeah, and um, you know our, our newest artist Geo, um, and something special from the Pink Gorilla camp. We'll be coming. Okay. <laughs> we got something really special for y'all at the end of the year. Uh, thank you both so much again for taking time out being here with us. Tune in again next week, you guys. Like, rate, subscribe. Right. All the good things. Shout out to the House of Arishi. Yes, shout out to the House of Arishi. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, all of those things. And then make sure that all of you all that are listening, slide in the DMs, hit us up, let us know the things that you want to hear talked about, any suggestions, all of those things we are definitely open to. Thank you, Pink Gorilla Entertainment, for being here today. We really, really, really appreciate y'all inspiring encouraging everybody listening to this podcast to go and listen to this music and share it with someone else because they got really really good shit over there make sure y'all spread that love and get them out here on these charts because they deserve they deserve and not to mention their new material is on our private sounds created uh, playlist so so if you guys have not check it out it is on apple music and spotify with that being said thank thank you guys so much once again and we will see you you all next week Peace out, Peace out.